good at giving us one of your classic intros. Well, hello everybody. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. It's I feel like it's been about a million years since I've sh shown my my beautiful face on this podcast and it lended my beautiful voice to this podcast. Obviously, my buddy over here, Patriot Pat, took over uh, the last show. I'm sure if you heard it, you were thoroughly entertained. Uh, he played Not for the right reasons, I imagine, though. <laughs> Holy fuck! He flew solo for uh, for the Christmas, uh, the holiday episode. And uh, but before we get into all of that, I want to thank you guys for uh, for listening and and, and uh, hanging out with us yet again this week. Uh, we got a kind of a loaded show uh, this week. And then a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. Uh, we got the year-end awards. Uh, I don't think did we come up with a name for that yet? Uh, I, I want to call them the Splitties. The Splitties, I like it. <laughs> so we've got the Splitties uh, that you guys voted on on Twitter at Podcast Kinda. Um, we've also got a little bit of NXT New Year's Evil news. We've got a little bit of NXT or uh, AEW news. We've got a little bit of WWE Day One news. Uh, and we're going to discuss a, a, a little bit of Journey Pro, which is coming up next month. Um, so, yeah, without, without as the BFR guys like to say, without a further ado, let's get into uh, this today's episode of Sideways in Time, you guys. And then cue, there's no music to cue. Sideways in time. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, that was the that was the best. So uh, anyway, I introductions. I'm I, I'm rusty, man. I'm knocking all this rust off. Hey, well, I'm, yeah, and you weren't you weren't good before, right? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, as uh as per usual, I am your co-host Lucha Chris, and over here is my 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 bestest bud with the beard. Yeah, uh, he, he eats a hot dog. He eats a slice of cheese pizza. He loves uh lemonade. <laughs> sure. Um, and and also hats with the uh the stars and stripes you were you were, you were going so well and then it just fell off the rails patriot but, pat everybody hey happy new year happy new year buddy so i haven't I, seen you guys since last year yeah right. oh get god a, get that dad joke in there typical white dad joke uh <laughs> so uh anyways how you feeling you feeling better after your surgery uh, yeah. Oh my God. I feel a lot better. I, uh, dude, fucking anesthesia and opioids. Uh, I, that was my first surgery ever. So I really, you know, I've never, never been on anything that intense. Hydrocodone should have, should not have hosted a, a fucking podcast high on opioids. Um, I thought it was awesome. We should and, change uh, the name of the show. The whole brand needs to change. Okay. Okay. You know, fact, an but while, while I'm chatting, I'm going to text my wife to see if she wants to tell the story uh, on the air. Man, but, so if, uh, you, if you if you're not aware, he had uh, eye duct surgery um, just before the holidays, and uh, I was absent uh, for the last show because I was having, as usual, some technical difficulties. Uh, and Patrick decided to jump on and do the show himself, which I was actually very appreciative of. Uh, the show must go on, you know what I'm saying? And Patrick held it down. Uh, so if you, yeah, if, you so, if you listen to the show, <laughs> you might have heard what we're talking um, about. 
it, it basically it's a it's a what not to do. That's that's why I want to leave it up there. I don't want, I don't want to delete it. Uh, the the one know, thing I, I remember the most about it is Patrick's like, "Hi, this is Patrick. <laughs> I'm, I hope this doesn't suck." <laughs> anyway, this week on AEW, it was uh it was very exhilarating and high. It's like energy. fucking NPR quality. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. What's the the clear eye guy? That's kind of like no Ben Stein Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. That's pretty much what it reminded me of the whole time. I uh, well, and then when well, when I came out of surgery, the first thing I remember, I don't even remember seeing anything. I just remember the nurse slapping my hand, going, "No, don't rub your eye. No, don't rub your eye." Because the whole time I screamed. <laughs> So then I, I'm, I'm coming out and I was like, did I try to rub my eye when you were wheeling me back? She said, yeah. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I was an asshole. <laughs> and then I really don't remember much until the car ride home. If Casey comes up to tell the story, if not, uh, I will tell it. Um, my surgeries or, or any time where I've been put to sleep in the hospital for whatever reason, I have a tendency, no matter what, to tell the nurses that I am in love with them. And uh, and that I and that I think they're beautiful, and I, I literally I go in hard shooting shots on my nurses every single time it happens, and apparently it's it's really funny. Um, I don't really have much much recollection of it, but yeah, that's that's a it it's an interesting time waking up from anesthesia. Yeah, well, and then um, I have a stent. Yeah, going from one true duct. You can see it in my eyeball going into the other true duct and it goes into like my tube and every uh, thing. And then it comes out of my nose and they they failed to tell me that, <laughs> that I was going to have a tube in my eye that would be visible and it would be coming out my nostril. So imagine my surprise when uh, <laughs> when I go to to, you know, go mining for nose goblins. <laughs> Whoa, they left something in there. It was a hey. Uh, <laughs> oh, Casey just texts me back. Yeah, so uh uh um yeah, so she comes so, yeah, I don't know if she's gonna come up. Uh she tells a story much better than That's I do. That's all right, she uh, can interrupt. We'll we'll, we'll uh yeah, so when I, whenever she comes up here. Um but other than that, everything's fine. My last stitch just fell out. Nice. I got uh to put some light on. Oh, that's way too much light, but <laughs> I got a scar right there. You can kind of see it. Look at that, yeah. You're yeah, looking cool, down. dude. Yeah. You look so cool right now. I'm gonna tell people I got it in a knife fight with oh, Hoodie yeah. and Anaya. I do the same thing. I have a big like scar from a uh, cyst I had removed years ago on my back, and it I tell people I was stabbed. But technically <laughs> I was, so yeah. I'm not lying. Uh, I was cut was, open. It was by a professional, which is even cooler. Um, so, hey, let's uh, let's get into the show. Like I said, if uh, if Lucha Case decides uh, to come and join us for a second to tell a story, we can take a pause from what we're doing and hear the story. Um, you want to start off with the awards? Or you want to talk wrestling first, and then we'll do that at the end. Uh, you know, uh, I say we start off with the awards. All right, cool. So, um, and just just so that not because I need to know. Let me let me let me just you know reiterate. But we're going to go through what people voted for and our own, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not for me. 
I didn't need to know no. that. I, I want our I want our listeners and our viewers yeah. to know. That's why exactly. I and uh, I didn't realize that Twitter you could only put four choices on there. Right. So I had to drop a couple because I know Glenn Uwine asked, you know, for one of them, what about CM Punk's return? Right. Yeah. And then BFR Zach also chimed in a few times with a few names and stuff like yeah. that, which he actually, I was surprised that he even like jumped in. Like he, he didn't really interact on Twitter that often. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That, w- that was pretty cool. So, uh, he, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say he mentioned a, a Japanese wrestler and neither yeah. you and I watch New Japan right. really. So oh, I, I, if he had it his way, it would all be New Japan. Which... Oh, oh, speaking of uh, January 20th, uh, New Japan comes to access. Really? Yeah, I think it's going to be the New Japan Strong, but, you know, they're going to do replays up until March, and then they're going to have live shows or, well, or cool. current content, um, and that'll be right after Impact on uh, Thursday. So That'll be an easier way to for, to, to ingest it. I mean, it, it's that's one of the hard parts about New Japan, at least for me. I've tried several times to get into it, but I don't have New Japan World, and even when I did, it was hard to navigate, at least as far as I was concerned. Um, and to be honest, they're one of those shows that they have, they've, they, it'd be like if somebody tried to jump into AEW today and figure out what the fuck is going on in the storylines, which is good. That that's, that's probably one of the dynamics between them and WWE that makes it easier for people to digest WWE because WWE storylines last week to week, not year to year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, AEW is a little deeper, so you'd have to do a little bit of a deep dive to figure out why this Adam Page guy is such a big deal, you know, um, that kind of thing. But uh, so let's just jump into it. Uh, first of all, thank everybody. Thank you, everybody who jumped on Twitter again at podcast kind of um, and voted on these. Um, we actually had a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good results. Um, so we're just gonna jump we right had, there's a couple of shockers. So the splitties, uh, let the splitties commence. The 17th annual splitties. <laughs> First ever 17th annual. <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess we can, how many we got here? One, two, six, three, I think. Six. All right. So I'll take three. You take three. Sure. All right. So I'll go ahead and start. Um we're going to go ahead and start at the top here with storyline of the year. Um, again, like you said, there were some other stories uh, or other choices here, but obviously they had to be narrowed down for Twitter's polls. Um, but we put down for storyline of the year, we put down the bloodline. We put down RK bro. We put down Adam page and AEW title. Um, and we put down Matt Cardona Deathmatch King as our four storylines of the year. Clearly there are many, many other stories that could have been added to this list, just like everything else. So come at me, bro. Um, also, Hey dog, fuck you, dude. I didn't even make these Matt Cardona ones. I love Matt Cardona. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't put him on all these on the, all these. And I hope you're listening, bud. I love you, but fuck you, bro. Dog's a piece of shit. Happy New Year, dog, you piece of shit. Fuck dog. Fuck dog in the ass with a rusty rake. Jesus Christ. At D-A-W-G-69 on Twitter. Go ahead and go tell him fuck you. Uh, So um, let's see. So do we want to go over the voted result first and then go with ours? Sure. How you want to do this? All right. So 
at 30 let's let's go with the first of all uh zero percent votes for rk bro and zero percent votes for cardona deathmatch king um rightfully so i'm not saying zero votes is rightful rightfully so but you know look i would argue the cardona thing mainly because i mean honestly if we would have had like a uh under the radar something or other of the year matt cardona killed 2021 as far as the indies are concerned he killed it he he worked in almost he worked in literally almost every promotion except for mlw and wwe last year like he and he did something significant and everywhere he went just about not necessarily in aew or impact so as much um but as far as indies goes who would have ever thought matt cardona would be you know con, a, a top contender in the indies he's such a mm-hmm. wwe guy but he's smart enough to use it anyways that's besides the point uh so in second place um was and obviously our our listeners are are the same types of marks we are for the most part um at 83 or 38.5% of the votes went to the bloodline um honestly i figured the bloodline would have been the one that took the cake home from the votes uh Me too. just because yes the adam page storyline was like a two year story but if you really want to look at it a certain kind of way the bloodline and the Roman Reigns story has been being told for a long, long time. Uh, they could they could lazily make it out to be they've been telling this story since his, the beginning of his career, you know. Um, but it's been fantastic, and it, and to be quite honest, I think it has. Uh, let's say, for it, Paul Heyman has a lot to do with the. Uh, the legitimacy of the bloodline story um and the intriguing nature of like the brock lesnar you know rehash of the brock lesnar feud and all that um so bloodline has been fantastic uh but ultimately at 61.5 percent you guys voted adam page aew title um clearly one of the longest stories told in wrestling in a while like like consistently um you know from the time he lost that first title match against Jericho Jericho winning for the first time for the AEW championship until full gear when he won the AEW championship um this has been a completely consistent and coherent story for Adam Page to become world champion what do you think uh it was wonderful storytelling. Um, then it, you, it, there, you, there really weren't any continu- continuity flaws in there. Right. Um, you had the little hiccup of, you know, Adam Page had to fucking knock his old lady up and have a baby. Got to take a few months off. Jesus Christ. Right. Um, you know, we are, I want, I want my wrestlers. <laughs> um, selfish. Yeah, fucking, you know, the kid, the kid's just born. He's not even going to remember you. Uh, you know, you could take six, you know, you, you can wait till he's six months, six years, 16, you know, there, you know, it doesn't matter. Just get in the ring and entertain me. That's, right. that's, no, uh, no, he, but yeah, he took a few months off, uh, you know, cause is, is, is he married or girlfriend or whatever? I don't know, but you know, he, he, there, there's, there's a little cowboy shit running around his house. That's right. 
Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, the storytelling, you know, was on par. Um, and, uh, you know, the way they brought in the Dark Order uh, to, like, kind of team with him and stuff. Right. It, it was a good use of the Dark Order after uh, Brody passed. So. I don't know what else they would have done with him if not, you know. And hey. if, if, it, if it wasn't for that, would they be in the position they are now? I, I don't think so. I highly doubt it. You know, um, so, so, so who, yeah. who'd you take? Which which one of these did you take? Uh, uh, well, it wasn't RK Bro or Cardona. <laughs> since Clearly. They got, yeah. No, uh, I actually went with the Bloodline because um, I, it's the best story. When when WWE goes off, goes in on a story, when they plan it out, there's there's really nobody better than it. And they've I agree. They've put they've put all their attention on this story, which for this story is great for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. But just looking at it through the lens of just individual storylines, you know, the bloodline was fucking intriguing. It was solid, man. And and that, and I think like you said, just, and how I kind of mentioned earlier, just the idea that we've all been waiting on a Roman reigns that we could enjoy mm-hmm. because I think deep down, even when we all kind of hated Roman reigns, it wasn't because we wanted to hate Roman reigns. I think he's got the look, he, you know, there's, he's a, he's a pro wrestler pro wrestler like he he's sports he's he is what the wwe creates as a top guy and he's finally become that through this story you know yeah it wasn't believable until recently that's i think what it really comes down to like they tried that the whole rocky my via thing for way too long you know it was like it was like rocky my via with a little edge to him right you know not edge the wrestler but it you know a little 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 goth little darkness the rated e superstar (laughs) roman reigns um so i went with although it would have been tough uh i was gonna go with bloodline the only reason i didn't is well not the only reason one of the two main reasons i didn't is because to be honest as as you all know i don't really watch wwe um I know of the bloodline storyline because as you said, it's the only thing they've done really that's worth really diving into and getting a story from. Um, But to be fair on my end as an AEW mark that I have become, I think the idea of taking two years and that's, this is just the two years that we've gotten to so far. Mm -hmm. This isn't the end of Adam Page's story, you know, like, I have a feeling that they knew from the get-go Adam Page was going to be their guy. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. He, he, he they talk about the pillars, but, like, Adam Page is the foundation in, in a way, you know? Ooh. And so, oh. yeah, you I know, didn't... at least as of right now, he's young. He's as young as the rest of the, those other guys were. He's over as a motherfucker. They've mm-hmm. obviously invested all this time to tell his story. There's There's, there's reasons why AEW does the things they do why they do the things they do um and so i feel like just everybody was so invested going into full gear in that title match every single person there even if they didn't want him to win wanted him to win Mm -hmm. and if he didn't win and we've said this on this show hundreds of times now like even if he had lost that would have still been a peg in his story that's why I love AEW so much because they win or loss. That doesn't matter. Like it, it does obviously because they have the win and loss records, but 
it doesn't matter in the sense that it's still going to tell a story and he'll get his comeuppance or whatever. So I went with Adam Page winning the AEW title. I think that was the most solid and consistent story that was told in pro wrestling uh, last year. So uh, moving on to the next one. Do you have any of these you specifically want to do or you just want to go? I was was just figuring we could just alternate back and forth. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Do the next one down then. Okay, so match of the year. Uh, This one, we had like eight or nine. nominees and uh when when uh when the intern made the twitter post uh (laughs) they tried to actually add another tweet but you cannot add a poll to a second tweet so the intern had to narrow it down to four and choose four in their work parking lot uh anyway uh (laughs) so uh nominees were lucha brothers and the bucks in the cage match uh, Walter versus Dragunov at Takeover 36, Baker and Rosa uh, at the St. Paddy's Day, and then the Danielson Page 60 uh, minute match. This um, was so the, neck and neck. Yeah, some this was I, I think this was the closest one. Um, yeah, some of the ones that didn't make it were like Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. Um, uh, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, uh, Brian Danielson. So, you know, uh, yeah, they're going to be on somebody else's year in awards. Yeah. They're just, you know, so, come on, go, go listen to the B first. <laughs> so, uh, uh, with 20% of the vote, uh, I have it on my phone, so I don't have the exact percentages like, like you. So with 20% of the vote, uh, there was a tie, uh, Baker and Rosa and Danielson page yep. each got 20% in second place. Uh, Lucha Brothers and the Bucks in the cage match. So, uh, according to the the, the time splitters, the splitty 33.3%. Yep, goes to Valter and Dragunov at TakeOver 36. My vote was Valter Dragunov because that was just the first match in NXT UK was awesome. This match was fantastic. It, 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 it was a perfect sequel to it. I don't know if Restful. their first, I don't know if their first match was in 2021 or late 2020. So that's why I didn't put it on there. Um, uh, yeah, but I don't remember which, what year it was actually. Cause I know, I know it was a minute between each match. Right. Um, but uh, this match was just, it, I, I was literally on the edge of my seat screaming like a little girl. Um, dog was barking at me and stuff i loved this match the reason i didn't choose the lucha brothers bucks matches because even though it's great um and you know they it had a lot of spots uh i don't want to say it was a spot fest because i, I mean, know what you're you saying know, it, but but whereas the the uh other match just flowed so well right. um and you know and the the reason i didn't choose danielson page I know the reason for the draw, but still, I don't want to sit through 60 minutes and, and have a draw that's, you know, Fair. I mean, yeah. So, so it, the, the reason I went with this was because it had a conclusion, right? you know, now the, the whole page Danielson story, that's a different thing, but I'm just, you know, in the, in the view of the match itself, I didn't choose Baker Rosa because I, I, I never saw it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this one was tough for me. I'm not even gonna lie. 
uh, all four of these matches on here were fucking fantastic, which is, I think, a win for all of us, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very, very close to picking Lucha Bros Bucks. But like you said, after doing some thinking, it it's hard to explain that match because it was on the edge of your seat. You don't get to take a breath. It was just constant. It Like you said, yes, it was a spot fest, 100%. Anybody who says that, they're not wrong. Um, but it was extremely entertaining. Yeah, oh, yeah. Extremely athletic. Those two teams are unreal, uh, especially when put together like that. Um, but ultimately, like you said, there are other matches in this category that were more of a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. This, you know, and that cage match was just insanity, uh, which is, I'm not knocking it again. I'm all for that match. That's why I almost picked it. Um, I personally picked Danielson Bryan because I felt like it was just a clinic. Uh, and, and but and that's the thing. I was also hovering over Walter Dragnoff too, because that match. But for different reasons, like each one of these matches had the ability to win for different reasons. It was yeah. the the um, it, it just yeah it it was they were all fantastic. I just thought that Danielson Page was a dream match. It was um, my mic is like wigging out. Can you hear that? You have ghosts. Okay, it's over. Uh, I I felt like it was a dream match. I felt like it was a just, it was pro wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the draw is disappointing at times, but I, you know, again, they don't do it that often. Well, they have been here recently, I guess, but um. But it didn't bother me as much because I knew there was going to be something to come from it, at least. You know, if it, again, speculation, if WWE would have done a 60-minute draw, the storyline wouldn't have continued for, like, until, like, two years later, and they would have never even mentioned the first draw. So, uh, so yeah, I went with uh, Brian Danielson and Adam Page. Uh, Our next category was uh, Got the Spotlight. And... Your choices were Big E, Thunder Rosa, Eddie Kingston, and GCW. Um, I think the GCW one, which is funny, Big E got a zero. Uh, yeah. Which I think zero is a little crazy, but they didn't really. Big E won the title, which was dope. Okay. I think it was long overdue and extremely well deserved but they didn't really tell much i don't again i don't really watch wwe i keep up with what's going on with the people i enjoy but i feel like there could have been a story being told to help push this story of him being you know an underdog without at all needing to be an underdog and winning the title while you know the rest of his crew you know yeah kofi being a extremely well-decorated well-decorated professional wrestler in his time then you got xavier not only making the king of the ring return but winning the king of the ring like there was a lot going on for that to be an even bigger deal so i'm kind of weirded out that they got a complete zero vote um 
And then at 14.3%, we got Thunder Rosa, which, again, a lot of people knew who she was before AEW and before NWA, but here in 2021 was her year, at least the beginning of it, um, because now she's definitely a much bigger name. And oh, yeah. So she's amazing. Uh, her theme song is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then at 28, 28.6% of the votes, which I'm kind of surprised. I'm not going to lie. I thought this was going to be one that had a lower vote. Uh, GCW, this company is coming up, and we've been talking about it for weeks um, on this show. They're doing some special things, and they're slowly evolving into something even better than what they are. Because I was under the impression with GCW was just a deathmatch thing when I first heard about it. And then I started watching it, and I realized they have the deathmatch the death thing, but they're also just a badass wrestling company. They're doing some really cool things over there. All the Matt Cardona and Nick Gage shit was awesome. Um, a lot of things. And again, not to mention Cardona again, but if it wasn't for him and that story, that put so many more eyes yeah. on GCW. And I don't care what anybody says. Cardona yeah, that, put, that, that, that gave them the initial, the initial surge, but then you well, look at what they've done since then. Between it, Cardona and between Nick Gage's attention on dark side of the ring and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff those two combinations of things put gcw on the map and then going those people going in and watching gcw to see those things saw other wrestlers doing badass shit in gcw so uh, and their fan base is just very ecw they're very it, rabid they're very in tune I think it's a little more intense than ECW. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, that, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they have a very uh, spiritual successor to ECW vibe mm -hmm. that I haven't gotten from a lot of other companies. Um, and then, of course, and rightfully so, uh, with 57.1% of the votes, Eddie Kingston wins, uh, got the Spotlight Award. Um, and I voted Eddie Kingston. Me too. Um, I think uh, obviously over half of the rest of you did too. Um, the dude is just a giant piece of delicious cake. He's awesome. He's That's a really weird thing to he, say about a, a, my, another man. He's but, a he, he looks like an angry angry care bear with with beautiful eyes. He he's just. I mean, you he connects okay, with his fans. You, you look at you look at Kingston's eyes. <laughs> they melt a little bit. You could get lost in them. You, you could get lost in them. It's it's like it's like the you know the ocean after a storm. Yeah, I mean the dude is <laughs> he gets he gets over with the fans. He gets over with the boys. Like he's just he seems salt of the earth. He's one of us. He has problems. He's open about them. He's willing to mm -hmm. talk about it because it might help someone else. He can be a complete dick. He knows how to talk. He's a stiff wrestler. Like he has all the elements of being a top guy, other than the fact that he's not built like a pro wrestler, so to speak. Although go back into the fucking fifties and he looks like most of the pro wrestlers from those days. You know what I mean? Like he's not built like Roman Reigns, but put him in a fucking match with Roman Reigns, and I guarantee you Eddie Kingston goes over more. Now, uh here here's a question. Do you ever see them making Eddie Kingston world champion? Do you think he's world champion material in AEW? Let's say he stays in AEW the rest of his career. I look, 
because AEW is about feel-good moments, I think somewhere down the road, if they were to align him with the right story, it could be like a Mick Foley title win, where Mick Foley deserved a world title. Like, that's not the case. But, you know, mankind, quote-unquote, was not necessarily the guy that anybody would have thought would be a world champion, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and he became world champion and it was one of the highest rated moments in wrestling history Um, because of just everything surrounding that win with Tony Schiavone doing what he did involving that and everything else. But I think Eddie Kingston, will it happen within the next couple years? Probably not. Um, Does he deserve to hold that title for at least a week? You know, if nothing, you know, if nothing else or, from one pay-per-view to another pay-per-view like just to be in the just to be in the in the uh, record book yes i 100 percent believe that it would be believable and it would be something people would enjoy i think it would make money i like i think yes short answer yes i think eddie kingston is championship worthy i think he needs like the tnt title um i think he could have a, a significant run with the tnt title but I also, I'd be lying if I said I was, I would not be intrigued to see him holding that title, the world title. I, I, I would be, yeah, same thing. I'd be intrigued. Um, but you made me think of something. Because uh, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if they'd ever put the, the world title on him, but it would be fun if he got the TNT title and did like Cody did. Because, I mean, oh, he like was. Open challenge. Yeah, every week and just, you know, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I agree. And, you know, and then, you know, just, but it would be solely for, a you know, uh, unsigned indie wrestlers and, right. you know. Which is, a, which would be perfect for him because he came from that environment. Yeah, he was an impact for a little while. Yeah, he did. He worked in these promotions here and there for short periods of time, but nobody ever really used him to his abilities and that caliber. Um but he, like, I first time I ever met Eddie Kingston was at either an Anarchy or a Journey or a Glory Pro show in St. Louis because he was doing seminars with those mm-hmm. guys. And he was, I didn't know who he was. I'm not even going to lie. I had no idea. I'd say, he looked familiar and everybody was flocking to him, you know, for advice. And he was just talking. Everybody, when he talked, everyone shut the fuck up. And I'm not talking about in the ring, like in front of a crowd. I'm talking about before the show even started, I was setting up the BFR booth. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, story time. Uh, time, time to interrupt. Casey's coming in. Story time. No, 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 we, we set it up that you can interrupt whenever to tell, to tell my, my tale. Everyone, please welcome Lucha King. Oh, you even got an intro. <laughs> Way better than Patrick. You want to sit down? Yeah. Oh, hey. Hey, Chris, what's up? Oh, hi. Hi. Happy New Year. So, happy New Year. So, Pat wanted me to justify his horrifying solo podcast. <laughs> Was that the... So, I know I texted you the tale, but yeah. so uh, they wheel him out of surgery and dump him in my car. And, uh, you know, Pat's white beard. So, he's got blood. I mean, just running all the white. He's got iodine, like all in the gray, just get this big ass goofy grin on his face. And so he's acting sort of okay. And uh, anyway, so we're driving down the road and we were fine until we hit an Ikea and he saw the Ikea 
And he started yelling that he wanted a couch. He wanted an Ikea couch for Christmas. And it was, it was angry. It was, I want an Ikea couch. And then, okay. So at, at this point, it's important to know that Pat is a little bit of a spoiled bitch. You know, he gets whatever he wants. I buy him whatever he wants. He buys himself whatever he wants, whatever. So one of our running Good jokes mama. is uh, he gets what baby wants. That's what we say all the time. So at this point, he can't remember the phrase. And what comes out of his mouth is baby gets what daddy wants. I don't know why. And so he latched on to um, the one thing he remembered from his post-surgery instructions, which was don't sign any paperwork, don't make any major decisions, you know, don't rewrite your will, anything like that. So he's yelling at me at this point that a couch is not a major financial decision and he needs an Ikea couch for Christmas. And so this continues like what miles past the Ikea. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was long in the, yeah, long in the rear view mirror and he's just yelling at me. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to yell on the podcast, but that's oh, what yeah. it sounded like. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I want a couch. I want an Ikea couch for Christmas. And he's goofy. And so I couldn't tell if he was really getting pissed at me or not. So that was most of the way home. And then as we get closer, we pass the Hooters. And when we passed the Hooters, this man yelled today's for like two miles. I mean, just today's, today's for like two miles. And this was just, this was my life. And then by the time man. we put the Costco parking lot to get uh, his prescription. Um, we're pulling in and he's yelling at me about every parking spot. You see that parking spot? You see this? Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a fucking, I see, it's a parking lot. I see the parking spots. So then he finally shut the hell up and I look over, I don't have a beard, so I can't do it. I look over in time to see this. He's just, he's pulling his <laughs> lip down with his beard and just staring at me. Um, and then he thought it would be a really good idea to take a bunch of opioids and try to do a podcast. So just so everybody's this, aware, a bunch of them just means exactly the amount he was supposed yeah, to take. A bunch of them means the prescribed <laughs> dosage. Um, but yeah, so he asked me to let everyone know that his horrendous podcast choices were not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, I was asked to come and cover for him. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lucha Case, everybody. Oh. All right. Lucha Case, everybody. My lovely wife. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't I don't remember yelling titties, but I, hey, I, I, I believe you did, though. But yeah, I was sitting there like the <laughs> and bloody mustache and bloody beard and iodine and just, oh, uh, you have to watch the video just that. for this. Oh, yeah. I wish I could have been there for that. All right. So you want to get into a feel good moment of the year? Yes. Feel good moment of the year. There were quite a few. There was a couple that I had to uh, uh, dismiss. Um, I know Glenn, you asked ask why, uh, why was Punk's return not on there? Because I didn't see Punk's return as like a feel good moment. That was like a was just epic. excitement. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, this was more like heartwarming, like oh, like nah, nah, nah. Whereas Punk's return was like, Bruh! so, uh, so your nominees were Christian's return, uh, Sting wrestles again, fans return, and uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair at WrestleMania thirty four or WrestleMania before the bell. Uh, so I, I have to interject because i'm the one that that suggested we add that one to this list and that was uh, a great call but and i'll and i'll explain why after we get into it so go ahead and uh okay so with uh six percent of the vote uh christian's return 
Uh, 6.3%. Huh? 6.3%. Okay. I'm just getting the round numbers. Uh, (laughs) Then with 25% of the vote, uh, Sting wrestles again. Um, Yeah. If you're an old timer, I think that would have got a higher, you know, if if we had a bunch of old people, like people my age, you know, you know, Zach voted for it. Huh? You know, BFR Zach voted for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's Sting. Yeah. And he also retweeted it with Sting going woo or whatever. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> at with thirty-one with thirty-one percent of the vote, uh, Banks and Blair WrestleMania before the bell, and with thirty-eight uh, percent of the vote, fans return. Um, and honestly, all these are feel-good moments, but they're just better with fans. I agree. Everything's every, everything in wrestling is better with fans so i'm yeah. guessing that's the one you voted for that's the one i voted for now i've okay so the reason why i added i wanted to add banks belair before the bell at wrestlemania and the reason why is because that's the one i chose that's the one i vote for and the reason i didn't vote fans return instead is because if it wasn't for fans returning like, in my opinion, Banks Belair checked a lot of boxes. One, uh, for second time in WrestleMania history, two women have headlined. Mm-hmm. First time two women of color headlined a WrestleMania. Um, also, Banks return. So fans of Sasha Banks were excited to see her back. Belair is on the come up. Everybody was excited to see Belair in that position. They get in the ring. Before they even get in the ring, Belair is trying her best not to lose her shit. Same with Banks, because, I mean, she's the heel in this one, and people are going ape shit. Why? Because fans return. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, they wanted these people. So then you get in the ring, and these two have to be thinking in their heads, don't do it. Don't fucking do it. We're going to get in trouble. We're gonna get in trouble. But hey, it babe. was, it, it was, it was so sweet when you see Banks like or Bel Air like yeah. you know. I think she covered her mouth and you could just see her eyes welling up. And then they turned to Sasha and I'm wondering if the camera guy was like, "Oh shit, get on Sasha!" And Sasha's like the same thing. She's like, "I know," or something. Sasha's like, "Son of a bitch." And I, I mean, I honestly, cry. in a moment like that, in that situation, you you know, you had to put. Uh, kayfabe and all that stuff aside and you had to because it, it as emotional as it was for for me just watching on tv and for the fans watching you know in attendance imagine being in the ring you know i mean it, it, you and i have performed before so right. you you and i know what it's like to perform in front of an audience i can't even so imagine they, i can't even yeah. imagine so so going back to you know after after being in a you know a sound studio right um you know with what tv screens and echoes Mm -hmm. you know like not just nothing like and that's and that's why i picked that one again that's the other reason is because that was the fans returning you know Mm -hmm. like all of those moments collided in one like that wrestlemania was dope in general even if every match would have been awful it was still awesome because we got we got to see everybody again you know like Mm -hmm. it was just the first time something that big in wrestling had been that big in a long time uh 
And it just, it felt great. I'm not even going to lie. I bawled my fucking eyes out when those two started tearing up. It's just, oh, it I, just a great feel good moment. Rest, the, night one, I cried quite a bit. I, you know, when yep. Vince said, welcome to WrestleMania, you know, I, yeah. when, when, uh, it was beyond Randy, wrestling at that point. Yeah. Well, when Drew came out, right. Uh, I choked up when Bobby Lashley came out and he was trying to look all, mm, and you mm-hmm. could see him, he, you know, he, he was, he was holding it back when Orton came out and he took three steps down the aisle and he went, no, fuck this turn around, walk back. Cause it was too much for him. And he had to do it again. Orton. I, yeah, I was like, Oh yeah. Yo, yeah. I was a 12 year old girl watching new kids on the block. So uh, it, <laughs> there's no wrong answers in that one is basically no. like it, they're all feel good moments because they all happened the year wrestling came back. You know, basically, you know, the year we got to come back to wrestling. Um, and so that was just, that was awesome. Another uh, side note is going back to fucking Journey Pro. <laughs> but anyways, that was a feel-good moment for me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, so well, Now we go from a high to a low. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what the fuck moment of the year? Uh, let's go. We have a tie. So we had uh, NXT 2.0 at 16.7% tied with cardona wins the gcw title at 16.7 percent um there's a lot that could be said about the nxt 2.01 i'm not going to shit on it because again i haven't really been watching but i also have faith that i know exactly what they're doing with nxt 2.0 it's for 15 year olds and i'm not saying that to knock it they everything about that show is for teenagers not kids not adults teenagers which I'm not mad at. I wish we had our NXT, but we have AEW now. So that, and a lot of them are going over there anyway. So, you know, in that case, it's, it's not as bad. So uh, third place was ring of honor folding at 22.2%. Um, man, that, that was a, that was a blow. I think even more than it was a, what the fuck moment. Um, you know, obvi- I just think reasons. everybody got on the internet and, you know, saw that headline and they all said, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> no, hundred percent. Like you're not wrong. Um, and then at 44.4%, number one, all, what was it? I saw on there. It was like 200 something releases, 200 plus releases in 2021 from the WWE. Um, Clearly, this one took the cake. I voted for this one. I'm, I'm assuming you did too. Um, yeah. You know, and we don't even have to go into very much detail. If you're a fan of wrestling or if you've listened to this show or any other wrestling podcast in the last two years, obviously these WWE releases have been a huge fucking piece of news, which go figure WWE has to try to overshine everybody by doing awful things. Um, man, but at the end of the day, some of these releases have turned out to be a good thing. I think it's really uh, that the conspiracist in me, uh, when Ember Moon got released, and then shortly after when she said she had 30 days left, uh, Journey Pro retweeted it. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, That would be exciting. And I hope she, honestly, out of all the other people, if there's anybody that should go to AEW rather than anywhere else, I think Ember Moon would fit there flawlessly. Um, I think they need more women over there than they do men at this point. Uh, but she do, she's fucking fantastic. And I'm biased because I, I'm not even stretching this by saying she has my favorite wrestling finisher 
I've ever seen in my entire life, bar none, my favorite wrestling finisher of all time. Unfortunately, uh, that's not a wrestler or not a finisher you could do over a 20-year career. No, but Jesus Christ, (laughs) that thing is fucking amazing. It is beautiful. Devastating. Um, I did want to say we did have a comment, a, a, a quoted tweet on this. From Wolf Gamer 13, W O L F F E Gamer 13. Uh, nothing he said, nothing is more WTF than the NX, than NXT 2.0. Releases are not because WW releases are not because WWE has been releasing talent all in the excuse of budget cuts. Yes, WWE always says Fair. budget cuts no matter what. The, the thing that sense. makes this yeah, what the fuck was the amount of people that they released this year and the caliber and, of people and yeah, and and who they released. I right. mean, you know, they released Bray, Braun, Malachi, or Alistair, um, right. you know, uh, Lucha House Party, you know, shit, so many people from NXT, um, Ember Moon, and you know, like the so many prospects that were either already yeah, Ember Moon, Ruby Soho, uh, right. You know, it, I mean, it, all the people that that I'm forgetting. Um, There's so yeah. many. Yeah. Yeah. And they were releasing people in storylines right. and stuff. So so the, I, it wasn't just the normal post WrestleMania clean house. Right. And, you know, and you, you know, and you look at the list and you're like, holy shit, five or six of those people I didn't even realize still worked for. Right. You know, yeah. And I mean, that's you not had, including all the backstage people. That's just the talent. Yeah. They got yeah. rid of writers, producers. Like it, catering, like ev- there were people released all over the board in that company. Well, didn't they have like a like a high level executive? She resigned because it just got to be too much. You know, um, she was like, "Nah, I can't." I can't and that's not including thing. all the people that let their contracts expire or asked yeah. for their releases. You know, yeah. obviously, all of Undisputed Era besides uh, 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 Strong. Mm-hmm. are all together in a completely different company basically starting where they left off yeah you know, the original uh, the original ue right so so yeah uh that was the what the fuck moments of the year Patrick, yeah, what do we got there next was a couple time? i oh go ahead what do we got next oh uh <clears throat> female performer of the year uh with there could have been a I'm lot just, on this one too man there could have been a lot yeah we, we we had to chop it down the reason i didn't put becky on here a lot of people have becky on um she showed up at SummerSlam. so how can you yeah. be wrestler of the year when you're only there for four months it no, is different if she would have done something a little bit more uh noteworthy but it was kind of a yeah. letdown unfortunately and you know, so I agree. yeah yeah so so you weren't here the whole year you know we make the rules for the splitties so sorry becky lynch yeah. you don't get a splitty uh you didn't you know you don't even get nominated um nope. so i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of hurry it up uh we had a tie for third um with eight percent of the vote were both uh charlotte flair and diana Parazzo. i'm surprised diana was so low i wonder if it's because she's impact and not as many people know about her probably i mean i'm not um, in that boat I'm, and, aware, uh, I'm well aware of who she is. I just am yeah. not a well as well aware of her work. But she was she was kind of the uh, uh, the female equivalent of Kenny Omega. She right. had the Impact title and she had the AAA title at the same time. Right. Um, you know, and uh, then uh, with 31 percent of the vote, Thunder Rosa. I mean, um, hot damn. And, 
oh, that's my that's that's my AW girlfriend. Um, and uh, uh, with 54 percent of the vote, Dr. Britt Baker, D M D. Yeah, that right is so. your female performer of the year. Uh, I see nothing wrong with that. The only the, nope. the only the only the only hiccup I have is she didn't wrestle enough. But towards Fair. the end of the year, she started to get in the more. That match with Abaddon was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and again, the, the one with her and, and Rosa. I know you said you didn't get a chance to check that one out. Yeah. But that was a fantastic I, fucking match. I've seen pictures of it. They, but, you know, the, the Ticante match at uh, oh, man. Um, Full Gear. Um, you know the uh the match she had it all out. oh who the fuck did she find it all out i forget um and you did you take brick baker on this one i did not i went with diana perazzo okay <laughs> yeah i mean and again none of you are wrong on this that's why we're voting um mm-hmm. but obviously the higher majority over half of you guys uh of us voted brick baker and i like the fact that with this one specifically and there's been others like this but each one of these is well other than thunder rosa because she was kind of free agent most of the year um but these are all obviously from different companies so it's not like we're Mm -hmm. leaning towards one company or the other on these um but yeah i don't disagree i you know charlotte is without question a legend and will be a legend one day oh yeah um but this year you know it's hard to put i mean bianca belair would have been the only other name i may have put in there because she, she, uh, she had was, a fantastic fucking year. She was one I had to cut, and the reason, or the internship. Oh, God, I let out the secret. Fuck. No, can you I, just misspoke. Ed- you just misspoke. Wait, can we edit that out? The intern yeah. had to cut that, um, and the reason behind that was because Charlotte was strong pretty much through the year from right. what, it, what the intern remembers. Um, whereas in fans' hearts, Bianca was there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I and I love Bianca too. You know, I, I she, she is. I mean, she's everything you want in a wrestler, right? You know, she's got the look, she's got the charisma, she's got the attitude, she's Strong got the talent. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, yep. Um, yeah, she, and she like, can carry Otis, yeah, right, and Dewdrop. Uh, so and yeah, again, there could have been many many other names to add to this Mm -hmm. list along with this next one uh again you know we have to keep the list short or you know it would get ridiculous but so last one uh last award of the year for male performer of the year uh at 15.4 percent we had brian danielson which i thought would have been a little bit higher but it makes sense he he's he's a and it's a well-established star um, and up until he was back in AEW, he didn't do a lot. Um, he did main event WrestleMania. Right. Uh, you know, but we're not going to go there. Um, at Which I find this to be strange, but over Brian Danielson, go fuck yourself, dog, at 19.2%. Matt Cardona, uh, male performer of the year. That's who got my vote. Well, I'll get there in a minute. Uh, at 26.9%, Roman Reigns. And at first place, at 38.5%, the one and only Kenny Omega. I don't disagree with Kenny Omega being the top guy. He's just fucking great when you find out later on that he's spinning a million miles an hour in his head for the majority of the year and all those matches. 
with vertigo and everything else he had going on and injuries. You had yeah, never vertigo, fucking fucked up shoulder. Yeah, just yeah. He, the the man's a master at his craft, and there is no arguing that. Like I, the people that say that they think that Kenny Omega sucks are trolls. I, he's not my favorite wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Like I, there's plenty of other people that I love more, but you cannot discredit Kenny Omega. I voted for Matt Cardona. One, fuck you, dog. Two, because when you really break it down, and we said this earlier, the dude accomplished more last year than he would have had he stayed in any one place. Mm -hmm. And he's still doing it. And people are Mm -hmm. still intrigued. Like, the shine is going to go on Omega, sure. The shine is going to go on Roman Reigns, sure. People love Brian Danielson, sure. These are all people that are going to be given these opportunities, not for free, but because they're well-established names. You know, they deserve what they get but they're going to be put in those positions because they already are well known to be there. Cardona went and made a name for him fucking self last year. He's still relevant because of it. And I think that to me is a massive, massive deal. It's hard to fucking do that on his level. He, he re I mean, he invented himself with the Z true long Island story. And then he, yeah, he reinvented himself and went into even higher uh, stratosphere or whatever. Just on the, the, you know, the major pod wrestling or the major wrestling figure podcast, that whole show. Like I've watched every single fucking video they've posted in the last however many years, him and uh, Brian Myers Um, there. He's just got a way of branding and marketing himself and the things he does in and out of the ring at all times mm-hmm. together. He still uses his whole Michael Jordan of wrestling figure collecting thing as part of his gimmick. Like when has there been a wrestler who's a mark for his own wrestling figures? Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's being very creative in a world where kayfabe is not a thing. It is, but people are smart enough to know what it is and what isn't kayfabe, what is and isn't kayfabe. And he's bordering the line of all of those things by being mm-hmm. himself, but also still being a character that he created 15 years ago, but has evolved. Then he's got Chelsea Green, who's obviously his fiance and kind of his life. Wife. wife. They just wife. got married. Yeah, true. Uh, congratulations, you guys. But uh, it's just, yeah, I agree, man. He, he sure, accomplished an extremely, he accomplished so much last year. You know, and and not by himself, but kind of by himself. He's I I have to I have to believe he went to GCW and was like, hey Nick Gage, I have this idea. Can we try this? And then well, the yeah, Effie, I do the, the Effie thing. You know, I'm gonna come out dressed like Vince McMahon, holding the the ECW title with the do rag and the black sweats, and I'm gonna call them the GCW Universe because they hate that shit because of the WWE like. He was so fucking creative last year that it just made sense for me to use him as or vote for him as the number one performer of the year. It, 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 that's all the reasons that I voted for him too. Yeah, just because he, the other ones, Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns, even Brian Danielson, they they had the spotlight on them already. 
whereas right, Matt Cardona exactly. uh, went out and he fucking he forced he, that that light on. He him. he he built the spotlight, you know, fucking Thomas Edison the bulb and put it on himself. I agree. You know, I mean, dude is just he's just uh, you know always grinding and stuff. So always uh, ready. Yeah, always ready, Matt mm-hmm. Cardona. Um. Sorry, the tube in my nose is is itching the inside of my nose. Um, I only have to have it in until the end of February. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that that uh, had... that concludes the uh, the year end splitties, the splitty awards. We're gonna have to make a splitty award, like okay. one, like yeah. a trophy or something one of these days. Um, Just take an Oscar and like melt it and bend. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so. I know uh, we said at the beginning of the show that we had a lot of other stuff to talk about, but luckily that took an hour for us to do because I really don't yeah. feel like talking about WWE, but just as odds and ends, we got about 15 minutes. Let's, let's kind of go through a couple of things that have happened the last few weeks. Um, obviously you guys saw AJ Styles showed up to NXT 2.0. I find that to be really fucking strange, but I get why they're doing it. Um, puts more eyes on on 2.0 on NXT 2.0. Um, it's his way of of you know uh, lending lending his notoriety to help get other guys over, which I appreciate. I really do. Um, same with apparently, I was told that Jeff Hardy was the original idea for the Matt Riddle being for the being the Messiah of uh, uh, MSK which I find very um, disrespectful. I don't know much about the story, so I'm not going to like chime in as if this is, you know, the gospel, but to get a guy who was just basically had left the company and released because apparently he refused to go to rehab, but you make him the Messiah for a group that's known for being potheads, Mm -hmm. maybe not in NXT, but everybody knows like it, come on. That seems like it's the dumbest idea of all time and i think matt See, riddle makes way too much sense in that role i, I thought it was going to be rvd well right either way you know but jeff hardy yeah that's that boring as fuck to me like why would you no. do that to them anyways that being said uh um obviously msk and matt riddle at new year's evil go over um I'm intrigued. I'm not going to lie. I'm intrigued on what they're going to do with that because I think those three together are actually fucking fantastic. Um, and obviously Matt Riddle is one of my favorite guys. Uh, and then the biggest news of all, uh, Champa versus Braun Breaker for the NXT championship. Braun Breaker took that shit home. Uh, post-match, his dad comes out. Uh, the Bulldog himself, not the Bulldog. Oh, but Steve Breaker? Steve Breaker, Rick uh, Breaker, Brick Brick Brick. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it, it was actually a cool moment. Um, I did watch the tail end of the match into his win and the post match. Uh, the crowd was into it. The crowd was barking, you know, like doing the whole Steiner thing. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I I was kind of I'm kind of into it. The dude looks good. He's got some personality, whether or not it's any good, but he's 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 got it, you know. Um. I don't know. I see. A, I see a bright future for him as long as they don't fuck him up. Uh, he's a big guy, so if he goes to the main roster somewhere down the line a year or so from now, I think he'd be all right. Um, which is kind of the point of why they're doing what they did with the 
rebranding because they want people that would make sense on the main roster one day. Um, guys like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano just don't. And, and I, and I get that from a WWE perspective They're And honestly, I can respect that because that's, I would rather see talent that is doing good things in NXT. If they're going to be moved up, I'd rather see them do something special. You know, yeah. so in that case, I'm not mad. I'm not mad with that decision. Um, yeah, that, yeah. There, uh, there have been so many NXT burnouts. Um, I, uh, I don't. My my big thing with NXT. I mean, I'm still butthurt. You know uh, right. that NXT changed, but uh, um, same. I mean, from from what I've seen and what I've heard, it does not need to be on prime time on a major network. You know, major cable network. Right. And it should go back on the network. It should go back on yeah on Peacock. Um, have it be a Peacock exclusive. Right. Uh, you could have guys coming out and trying their different gimmicks every week and stuff like it was before. Like I remember Leo Kruger. All the, you know, one week came out as Adam Rose, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Right. Um, exactly. You know, so it was a lot more of an exclusive. It was like a, a club when mm-hmm. it was on the network. It wasn't for everybody. It was for the people who loved NXT. And wanting yeah. to see these people grow up. And that's what this kind of reminds me of, but on a much larger scale. You know, it's. And I mean, you know, I know they have TV contracts and stuff. So, but I, I don't know if they've renewed the NXT contract. I mean, you know, I'm sure ratings are nearly what they were. And, you know, the ratings right. were decent for NXT. Why they um, put it? Uh, AJ Styles on there. That's the only fucking reason they did that. Yeah. So I, 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 I could see him, you know, letting this contract expire. Um, so. Yeah, so um, New Year's Evil, you know, hit or miss. I didn't, like, again, I didn't see it, um, um, but I did see bits and pieces of it, and I didn't hear anything awful. I mean, honestly, all the highlights and stuff that I saw, either on uh, Instagram or Twitter, it all it looked like it was probably a fun show. Mm-hmm. Um, so good on them. I And that's the thing. I, I shit on it because I want what I had, but also I wish all the best to everyone yeah, involved there see, because we're going to and a black and gold right i i want to see all of these people have a bright future in wrestling wherever they land so if that means they're going to learn the business at the top of the top and go where they go from there i i, I hope everybody gets what they deserve honestly yeah. like so uh and then i was going to do some AEW news but I mean, unless you got anything specific you want to talk about, I don't think there was a lot of uh, huge noteworthy things that happened this or this past week. No, we, uh, we have we have the big dynamite tonight, but right. no, the one thing the one which you know will have already aired by the time this posts. Um, right. The one thing I did want to talk about, but I I might have it ready to go tonight. Anyways, oh ahead. okay, um, the day one. <laughs> So, uh, I almost, I almost watched a WWE pay-per-view again. I heard it was decent. Uh, I heard it was solid. The reason I didn't was because, uh, you know, I saw the tweet that, uh, Roman had to back up because he has COVID and best wishes to Roman Reigns. I I know he watches, uh, it's our number one fan. Uh, but, uh, he DMs me all the time, you know, Hey, great show. Uh, um, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, I, I, you know, he's immunocompromised from the leukemia and stuff. So God, you know, I hope, 
I, I do hope for, you know, just you, just Joe Anois or Anoa'i's uh, health that he's fine, you know. Right. Um, but anyway, so I saw that he backed out and then I saw that they turned the Fatal 4 away into a Fatal 5 way and added Brock Lesnar to that. Um, and then Brock Lesnar won. And it fucking, it pissed me off. It pissed a lot of the IWC off um, because you had, you had Biggie, um, and then and the more I've thought about it, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this motherfucker got he he got the 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 Vince um, fan favorite treatment. He got the Daniel Bryan treatment, the Kofi Kingston treatment. Right. The the oh, you want this guy to be champion? Okay, I'll make him champion, and then you know I'm gonna fucking squash him. I mean, you look at Biggie's record since he won the title; it was loss after loss after loss. Um, you know, and it, and it was stupid. He was not booked strong because he was not created by Vince because this is all a Vince thing. You know, right. Vince is like, that's why all the attention is on Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar because those are, that is Vince's guys. That's right. Vince's story. Um, and that's why nothing else matters. You know, it's just, and, and you know, every writer in WWE, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Every writer in WWE is writing for an audience of one. They're right. writing for Vince McMahon. And if he doesn't like it, he will fucking change it. Right. And I'm sorry, but he is fucking out of touch. He, you know, he's putting all his eggs in one basket. Which Raw is fucking sucks now. I mean, you know, from what I hear, it, because if you listen to other shows and stuff, they're like, Oh, we finally had a good raw. What the fuck? You've been on the year thirty on the air thirty years. You have a team of fucking writers, and you can't get a fucking storyline right, you know? Yeah. And now with all this stuff, I mean, shit. You had you you could have done Big E so well, and it wouldn't have been hard. I'm but hoping. You, I'm hoping maybe, you know, and it's the same thing I said about Kofi, and then they just erased that Kofi ever had the title basically to begin with after Brock mm -hmm. squashed well, him, but. And then the other thing that pisses me off is, is uh, uh, you know, and I saw it on Twitter and I saw it on, it's just, well, let's, let's just wait to see what's next for Big E. What the fuck? You had the chance with Big E. And then you just, you just threw it away because, and I'm not putting anything on Brock Lesnar. It's not like he walked into the office and said, well, I can't wrestle Roman, so put the world title on me. This was all Vince. Um, and, you know, because he was jerking off that, uh, that Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns could be champs. You know, and it would make sense. Not that, not that that fucking matters. But I mean, you know, you know, it's like, well, well, let's see what happens. The, you know, you, you had the fucking chance with Biggie, and you fucking, you know, you, you dropped the ball. So, you know, I don't want to wait to see what happens. You know, you, you had the never was well, already. And you know, we'll, so. we'll be waiting for a long time. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I will yeah. say though, however, however, um, I think it's creative as easy as it kind of is to do it i think it's creative to have brock as a face for the first time in his career oh he's done a lot me, of no. he's done a lot of face like I'm, things as a heel i know you're on board with that i'm not that's yeah. not what i mean i just first of all he's taking pictures and hugging fans mm -hmm. he's smiling he's having a great time i think though if i understand vince logic and sometimes he's on point with these things Brock is face champion, right? For the first time ever. He's actually probably one of the biggest faces in WWE at this point, right? Just just based on the fact that he's one of the biggest names in the in the world. Mm -hmm. Which is only going to make it even better. Like Vince loves generating heat. 
which he generates heat to his company and not to his wrestlers, right? Like he's he's so much a fan of getting heat that he would rather get it on the WWE and let it trickle down to his roster than to let it be on his roster. So what my theory is that Brock's going to turn heel when we least expect it, and that's going to make him an even bigger monster than he was before. Because what else can you do with Brock as a heel? It's the same shit, different day all the time with Brock Lesnar. It's, oh, he comes in, he wins. He comes in, he wins. He comes in, he wins. Now he's got personality. He's the fans. He's letting the fans in, which he's not a fan of doing. Um, you know, he's, he's got this whole new look about him. He's this whole thing. Then immediately when we least expect it, he'll flip heel and generate all that fucking heat again. Um, I will say I am not mad at him being champion right now. I just don't like the circumstances that happen that's, getting us there. That's uh, my point exactly. I think, you know, Ed, it, yeah, I, I think Edge returning or not returning, but the Edge match, I didn't watch it. Heard it was entertaining. I love seeing Edge come out in the brood shit. Doesn't matter. Uh, and then obviously Beth Phoenix um, had mm-hmm. teased she was going to be coming back and she did. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, you know, Aside from that, some other things happened, and uh, WWE. So, yeah, uh, shit, man, that went by real quick. Yeah, we, we 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 haven't fucking been on a podcast together in like three weeks, and this one just went by. An hour and fifteen minutes went by in like three minutes. Uh, any uh, any quick last uh, last tidbits for us? Uh, no. I don't have the specific date in front of me and I forget and it's not listed on their Twitter or their website, but Journey Pro Kansas City Midwest Journey Pro is coming back next month. I believe it's it's not the 27th. Uh, I, think, I don't remember. It's coming up. Keep your eyes on uh, Journey Pro at Journey Pro uh, KC on Twitter uh, for all the, the roster and, and updates and stuff like that. They're taking a month off to kind of reboot a little bit and get some things straight. Uh, which not, not a ring of honor reboot, but no, 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 no. They're just oh, taking oh, some time I, to get. Yes, I, I do have a tidbit. Keep your eye on my Twitter because somebody will oh. be going on an adventure today. <laughs> They're going grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but where am I going grocery shopping? You are absolutely right. I'm going grocery shopping. But I would you. assume you're going to go to Costco. No, no, oh, no, Aldi? no. Oh my god! No, you will have to follow my Twitter to find out. Have to find out, yeah. It's a, it's, it's even more exclusive than Costco, and no, not Sam's Club because they're dirty whores. I don't know if they're dirty whores. That's just my opinion. I don't want to be sued by by Walmart. Oh fuck Walmart! So anyway, everybody, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at podcast kinda at Luchacris TV at Patriot Pat underscore seventeen seventy six. No uh, JCB rant this week. He has sent them for the last two weeks. And if you're listening, Jason, I apologize. That's all on me. No one has heard those rants the the last two weeks. Uh, But obviously we ran out of time and we had the the splitties today. So, Uh, but as always, go support those guys. It's my favorite wrestling podcast. They're some of my favorite dudes in the world. It's a fun podcast. Such a great podcast. At BFR Pod on Twitter, at BFR JCB at BFR Bill, at BFR Zach with an H. Uh, there's also the Friends of uh, BF, 
friends of BFR on Facebook. It's a closed group. All you got to do is ask to be a part of it and you'll jump. They'll, they'll accept you. Um, also, as always jump over to the YouTube channel, check out the, uh, uncut video version of this. It's also going to be on Spotify. Again, the video, not just the audio. We, uh, the Spotify added the online or the, uh, video podcasts as well so you'll have the audio version if you just listen to it in the same version you can watch it um which is really cool if you're a spotify user like i am i really enjoy having the ability to watch the uh video versions of the podcasts hey everybody we appreciate you we love you Mm -hmm. um patrick tell them what they need to do they need to mark the fuck out also have a happy new year two Three. Oh yeah. Fuck, Fuck dog. dog. <laughs> I love you, buddy. I'm just kidding. I you just made me mad with all the Matt Cardona bullshit. Next week I'm gonna love you again. Anyway, everybody, thanks for listening as always. Thanks for watching as always. And we will hopefully, all technical difficulties aside, see you next week. <laughs>